Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on v Here we go. We're live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. Very fun and exciting Tuesday morning three-hour extravaganza on tap. Matt Humans, 45 minutes. Uh, v host. We'll get some of his best bets for the week at that time. Paul Stone on college football and Drew Butler later on in the show. He's been on the show many times before. Played at the University of Georgia. How big is this Brock Bowers injury to the team? You know, there was uh, some steam on that kid to potentially get in the Heisman mix this year as a tight end. Uh huh. So the way that That's he was right. playing and performing, and now he goes out and uh, big one appears to be wide open this year in that sport. Well, Paul, we had a um, we had a game last night. I, I don't know what else you really want to call it. Other than those two teams, again, could play 100 times, and it's going to be wonky and weird every single time that they play. Cowboys got the win. Big win for that team going into their bye week. And the Chargers just, again, every single game that they play, we come in here and say it's the same thing for the last 15 years. I can't recall like anything in sports where it's a player or a team or a school, whatever, that has had so much to like for like two decades, and yet I can't stand them. Yep. I mean, it's just they're, they're, they have so many parts that are so good, and it just it never works. And here they are, two and three, and their backs are absolutely against the wall again this week when they play the Chiefs. So, I mean, it, it, yeah, I know with what's coming up, it's going to be tough to make the playoffs. Assuming you go to Kansas City and get beat, uh, I, I have several takeaways. Number one, would you like to hang out and have a beer with the the Charger fan? Who is <laughs> just that that raving? The lady oh, going the crazy. The lady who was going, yes, yeah. going. What type of? I mean, she is into it, going nuts after every play. But your um, your assessment is spot on. But it's when you watch these two teams play, you're like, how are these? The how is it? McCarthy and Staley, yeah, with so much potential and promise and talent, and they look like that. Number one, McCarthy. There she is. I mean, just going through every emotion here with and, and running the gamut during that game with the female fan. But McCarthy, all the quotes are out there. What Rodgers thought of him in Green Bay. Couldn't stand him. Didn't, didn't think he knew anything about the offense and, and clashed with him repeatedly. And this guy's out here calling the plays and doing some dumb Remember stuff. Ryan with, Clark on ESPN? Oh, absolutely. Running the same stuff. I can For tell you. Years. Same same offense. Same thing. Yeah. You know, and Rodgers would wave him off all the time about, here's the play. He goes, no, nah, I'm an audible. Get out of here. And then, you know, what he did before halftime is just typical McCarthy about, what what just happened? You take it down to three seconds? 
and kick the field goal, and you see all this talent and all they have, and, and, and this guy's calling the place, and he's responsible, and it's also on Jerry Jones. I mean, any he can hire anybody. It's been this way for 30 years. He can have anyone he wants to coach this organization, mm-hmm. and he won't do it because it's an ego play. And he, and he's you know if if you're gonna pass away soon and you want to get a Super Bowl I would hire anybody you can but get Mike McCarthy absolutely right. right and how about Aikman Aikman is so flabbergasted and disgusted he just quits talking mid sentence and Buck starts laughing because he, he's like CD they're playing soft coverage CD Lamb is wide open he can do a curl it's twelve yards it's stealing I don't know yeah and he stops talking yep. I mean it's just the level of frustration here and the weapons that they have I, I draw a line through both teams oh so I mean this is come on they have no chance I yeah. mean the, the Chargers have no chance I hope they don't even make the playoffs I don't even want this team in I hate them uh, and again like they have so many pe- but this is the same thing with the Spanoses right. Same thing. You, there's absolutely zero chance, realistically speaking, that you can come back with Brandon Staley as your head coach. There is so much wasted talent on this team year in and year out. I watched Justin Herbert play. The guy has like MVP written all over him. Is he good? I don't know the way that they use the guy. I have no idea. And then uh-huh. the fourth and short, the shotgun all the time. So they went for it by running him with a quarterback sneak after he injured his arm a couple of weeks back. But now they refuse to actually line him up under center when it's fourth and short or third and short. It's always got to be shotgun, even if it's at the goal line. It's perplexing, man. I just I, some of the stuff that they've done now for how does yep. it make make it make sense? Yep, couldn't get anything going on the with on the ground game. Uh, the tush push only apparently works in Philadelphia. Another team does that and it fails miserably with Dallas. How about Quinton Johnson, who has forty four yards on the season? Yeah. He had two targets. He didn't have a catch last night. Mm-hmm. There's another first-round pick. And between the Williams injury and that, I mean, it's, you know, the Tennessee loss looks worse every week. Again, you, you turn down points. That comes back to bite you. I mean, what a disaster again. And this is just, you're right. They're, they're wasting Herbert, too, for what he has. It's, I mean, it's, it's no surprise. He's th- all he can do is throw to Keenan Allen at this point. But it was after that beautiful first drive. That was it. That was all she wrote. Rocking chair winner with another under. We went 13-2 and two this week based on the openers, uh, uh, the sendouts with the unders, the best in 27 years. That's what's going now, on. Now, Paul, again, we talked about this yesterday with that total hovering around 51 for most of the week. Like, don't forget the Cowboys. Yes, I, I know they just got completely spanked against the 49ers. I acknowledge that. But the 49ers are a machine. Uh, were a machine until they lost to the to the Browns anyway. The Cle- the, the uh, Dallas defense is very very good, tons of talent, and they had a total of 51 in their game. Now anything can happen in Chargers games for sure, but even if those teams would have finished off drives last night, and I'll give them like field goals because with touchdowns in the red zone with these two teams, nothing's automatic. Mm. Even if they would have kicked field goals, that that game's never it's not going to go over. Had no chance to go over if they settled for the field goals. It still would have been in that 23-20 right, right, range right, right. right around right. there. Okay, so this is good because we touched on this yesterday. And we asked Lombardi, it's 60% to the under so far this season. Best since 1991. 13-2 this past week. Primetime unders are 66% the last two years. So why are we seeing? Well, there's a perfect example in that game. The Chargers had a seven-minute drive, went for it, no points. Then Dallas takes over their pinned. You get a couple first downs. Next thing you know, there's like four minutes, three minutes left in the quarter. So, I mean, that's another – between, you know, screw kick and field goals and, and these long drives and what yeah, they're yeah. doing. I mean, this is why you're getting these unders, too, with a lot of it. But guys aren't right. – you're turning down free points. You're going to have long drives. You're going for it. Next thing you know, not only do I get out of there with no points, the other team's backed up. Next thing you know, it's, it's we're nine minutes into a quarter here and nothing's happening. And somehow, some way, with both these teams involved in a game that ha- they each have a lot of talent in offense, like where are the explosive plays? Yeah, I'm very disappointed with the Chargers offense and, you know, Kellen Moore saying we're going to take shots down the field. And they, mm. you, know, that, you know, certainly they've had injuries, but it hasn't worked out like that. And Johnson was supposed to be a big reason why. And he's been a total bust. But I have to give Big Mike this. They're 11-1 and straight up in ATS off a loss the last couple of years. Yeah. So that's a great job bouncing back every time they, they get beaten. Now they, they're 4-2 and two going on the bye with a manageable schedule coming up. Yeah, here you go. The next month after the bye, Rams at home at Eagles, Giants at Panthers. So they're, they're going to win 10, 11 games this year because they have so much talent in that neighborhood. As for the Chargers, they already had their bye week. It's at the Chiefs. Bears at home. By the way, the Chiefs game at DraftKings right now, uh, KC's 5.5 total is 49. So that total you see trickling down 
again. Uh, but they get the Bears after that at home, at the Jets, and then the Lions. Who knows if Justin Fields is going to be ready to go for Chicago in that game. But I don't see this team beating the Jets. I don't see this team beating the Lions. Oh, I don't wow. see them beating the Chiefs. So, um, well, it's typical Chargers. They could lose to the Bears and, and beat the Lions. And, and, well, they could actually, and you know, they could beat the Chiefs and then come back and lose to the Bears. Could. Yeah, that could happen. You know what, uh, Paul? We talk about this all the time with like the New York teams, Jets, Giants. No more. Prim- I don't even want the Chargers on primetime anymore. I, I, I don't want to watch them. It's three hours. I can never get back. I want to see if they flex out of that game, that Charger Bear game. I think is a Sunday night. See if they yeah, flex no, thank out you. of that. Get out of that game. Right. It's yep. not. It's not worth it to have that team on. Yeah, they, they don't live up to the hype. They're they're just a, a waste of space. And uh, it sucks, quite frankly, to watch him play. And I don't know. If they come back with Brandon Staley next year as a head coach, you know what to do. Just bet bet against him. Win total. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know they were a playoff team last year. I'd love to see both of these organizations miss the playoffs. So the owners come to their senses and do the right thing. I will say this. All the talented individuals out there. Put put Ben Johnson on this team. No kidding. Let Ben Johnson call the shots with the Chargers. What are we talking about? Or Dallas as well. I mean, this is just... It's a travesty what goes on week in, week out with these two coaches. And you guys, big mics up there with the Denny menu. You know how you could bet those uh, straight forecasts and divisions? And we talked about this before the year. And it was all like, well, come on. Broncos, Raiders are not going to finish in second place. So bet Chiefs first, Chargers second. And then that could be one way to bet it. And then you could also bet like Chiefs one, Chargers two, and then mix up who's going to go third and fourth, right? Broncos on one ticket, Raiders fourth on the other, and then vice versa. Raiders, I can't believe I'm saying this. The Raiders actually might finish ahead of the Chargers this year. Is that possible? With that schedule? Yeah. And what's coming up? Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Incredible. If Jimmy stays healthy, you know, Jimmy can get you to nine wins. That could happen. Uh, Look at this Charger. Look at this schedule coming up. I mean, again, Mahomes is 28 and three career against in the division. You, You can't point to anything and say win with how inconsistent they are. I mean, you're going to say they're going to go to Lambeau and win? Nothing would surprise me. Ravens on there, Bills. You go to, uh, you, you come out here. You can't say it's a gimme against the Broncos the way they're playing. Who knows what the Kansas City does in Week 18? I can't even say they're going to go to New England and drop them because it's going to be cold. The game's in what December no, or, or late November, whatever it is, late in the season. So weather the, could play a factor. Remember the game a couple of years ago? Now things are different, obviously, but the Chargers played the Patriots at home with Herbert. They lost like 45 to three. Wasn't that the score? Belichick went to L.A. and did a number on him. Yeah, forgot about that. Not the same Patriots team oh. here, obviously, but... Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I, I mean... I don't know, the, the team is just... I, I want them... I, see, that's the team that I want to, to lose 13 times this year because there's no way they can run it back with Staley, and yet they probably will. That'll be the frustrating part. I, I don't understand from an ownership standpoint what you're doing and what you're thinking. No. Oh, he's the guy out there. And just keep, but it, you know, it goes back to Turner, and you're right. It goes back. Yeah, it's yeah. twenty. It's twenty years of this. I'd like to. Say, well, they've been stuck in neutral for twenty years. Yeah, right. I'd like to say the same thing about this year's team, but they're actually going in reverse with this year's team. Yeah. And they just how about the penalties last night on both sides? 20, 20 combined. I hate that crew. That crew was so bad. Though. Oh, it's I every know. single I mean, snap. If you're Goodell, you have to make a phone call and send a memo and say, "Guys, stay out of the way. Cut yeah. it out." People don't want to see this unless it's obvious. Keep it in your pocket. <sighs> Win-lose up next. Some incredible NFL numbers after six weeks of play. And he's been so good that I had to bet him at 80-1. to 1. I'll tell you which player and which award next here on Follow the Money. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. This is Follow the Money on v Get DraftKings Sportsbook this season. New customers can bet $5 and pocket 200 in bonus bets instantly. All customers get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Download the app. Use promo code FOLLOW. Follow when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. VSIN host Matt Humans joins the program now. He's on the show every single Tuesday at this time. We'll get some of his best bets this week in college in the NFL. Matt, good morning. Thanks for the time as always. Let's begin with the uh, the big boy, the marquee game in college football this weekend. What a way to get the uh, Saturday slate started. Penn State traveling to Columbus, take on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Both, well, the Nittany Lions have been just tremendous this year. Buckeyes defense, really, really good. Harrison, obviously one of the best weapons in football. Um, do you want to bet the dog in this matchup? Um, and how, how do you want to attack the game overall? I do want to bet the dog, but I'm going to hold off here. And, uh, you know, I didn't bet it early at five. DraftKings had five up last week, and I wanted to see how the games turned out Saturday. Ohio State, you know, finally looked really good. Blowout win at Purdue, even without its top two running backs and uh, number two wide receiver. I thought the Buckeyes looked about as good as I've seen this season. Now, go back to last year, Penn State's now covered 13 in a row. James Franklin, I think, is pretty obviously trying to cover – uh, a bunch of these numbers, but Franklin's a bully, you know, and that's what Penn State's been beating up on a lot of bad teams on the schedule. I do like this Penn State team a lot. Wes Reynolds and I talked about this on our show. You know, we both thought the Nittany Lions had a great chance to win the Big Ten, and uh, I still think they do. My concern with this game this week, and when you look at Penn State, I like the freshman quarterback, Drew Lahr, and Nicholas Singleton and Katron Allen, two of the best running backs in the country. I think this game's probably going to go down to the wire. I'm probably going to end up on Penn State, but I'm a little concerned right now that Penn State's going to be a public underdog, oh. maybe a little bit too popular as a dog. So I kind of want to see how this thing plays out this week. Great call on Franklin. I think, you know, oh, what's that? No, I, I, I don't I, really tr- I was going to say great oh. call on Franklin. You, you got me with the pregnant pause mm-hmm. there. Uh, because, yeah. I mean, he's a bully, and he has to do this to uh, – get the boosters happy because he's a disaster. Yeah. Look at this. He's 1-11 against top five teams at Penn State. He's 1-8 against yep. Ohio State. He's 0-9 on the road against top 10 teams. Yep. You got all the numbers right there. And uh, that's my one concern. I'm a little bit um, gun-shy here on James Franklin. I think he might screw it up. But I, I, you know, I might end up playing Penn State this week, but I will like Penn State, I can tell you, at home against Michigan. And that game's coming up in a couple weeks. And uh, I'm certainly going to be, I'm pretty certainly going to be on uh, the Nittany Lions in that spot, maybe this week, but I'm going to hold off this week and kind of kind of read the room and uh, see see what the analysis is on this game because it seems like Penn State's going to be a really popular dog. All right, we were just talking about the uh, Pac-12 a little bit with how good Arizona has been this year against mm-hmm. our really good quarterbacks. They already played Washington. Uh, Penix did not throw for – that was all basically the running attack against Arizona. But now Washington – I mean, they put everything into that game against Oregon. Now they're, wow. I think, luckily here for this program, right, they're at home again this week and laying a huge number against Arizona State. Do you want to back the dog in this matchup? I do. And, uh, you know, we were talking off the air before we came on. You said – 
the uh, Oregon-Washington game, which is phenomenal. Uh, you know, I watched that, and I laid two and a half with Washington, talked about it on your show last week, and I felt fortunate to, to win the game. I think the Oregon coach, Dan Lanning, screwed up on a couple of uh, key situations there, obviously. But, Mitch, you said that was the best experience you've ever had at a college football game, huh? Yeah, all things considered. I mean, getting there at 6.30 for the tailgate and then being there until, like, 5 o'clock still after the game was over with, it was it was phenomenal. I've never been to an SEC game. I have to get there at some point. I acknowledge that, but uh, that yeah. was amazing, yeah. That was, was incredible atmosphere and fans pouring on the field after the game and all the emotions went in, into that. This has got to be a bit of a flat spot for the Huskies this week. And also Michael Penix comes out of that Oregon game a little banged up. And uh, I, I think Arizona State, if you've watched uh, the Sun Devils closely here the past few weeks, has really kind of gotten things together a little bit and playing much better. Very competitive against USC, Cal, and Colorado the last three weeks. And um, maybe Kenny Dillingham, the young coach for Arizona State, found a quarterback, Trenton Borgay. He's actually passed for 679 yards in the last two games. And this uh, this offense for the Sun Devils has uh, woken up a little bit. They can run the ball. They're feisty. I think taking 28 here against a Washington team that's going to be a little bit flat is not a bad idea. So I'm going to take four touchdowns with the Sun Devils in a flat spot for Washington. How about Stanford after a huge comeback yep. down 29 nothing at halftime, now taking on UCLA, and it's been a mixed bag with Moore so far, the UCLA quarterback, after losing yeah, it at Corvallis last week. What do you think now of the Bruins lane 17? Yeah, Paul, I was going to mention Dante Moore. You said a mixed bag. It's been more bad than good uh, lately, and um, especially on the road. Now, Stanford's not a tough road environment like Utah, like Oregon State. The Bruins lost 36-24, but Dante Moore, just a little bit too casual in, in the way he plays, and uh, he didn't bring the intensity. I don't like that. He was 14 for 33 last week with three picks, and I thought Chip Kelly uh, probably should have made a quarterback switch a little bit sooner to uh, Colin Schley, but if you look at Ashton Daniels, I talked about Arizona State maybe finding its quarterback. Stanford has without a doubt, and I thought Troy Taylor, the coach, should have gone to Ashton Daniels as his full-time quarterback a lot sooner. Daniels last week throws for 396 yards in that comeback against Coach Prime. I'm sure you guys have talked about all the uh, uh, the coaching, bizarre coaching uh, mistakes that the Colorado staff have made in that game mm. uh, Friday night. But you got to give Stanford some credit, too. Ashton Daniels throws for 396 and four touchdowns with no picks. He looked a Yomanor, I think that's how you pronounce it, 294 yards receiving, 13 catches. He was outstanding in that game. And if Stanford actually, that 21-20 home loss to Arizona a few weeks ago, not looking so bad right now Right after how Arizona's played the last couple of weeks. And don't forget, Stanford was down 14-6 to at halftime to Oregon uh, two weeks ago. So I think this Cardinals team's capable. And even though this is the best defense Chip Kelly's had since he's at UCLA, the offense is struggling with the young quarterback, Dante Moore. So I'm actually going to play a couple of big dogs here in the Pac-12 and uh, Stanford plus 17 as well. Let's follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Our guest, VSIN host Matt Humans. He's on Twitter at Matt Humans 24 7. I could not touch this Packers Broncos game with a 10 foot pole, <laughs> but yet you want to get involved here. Which team do you trust more? I mean, the Packers really screwed up that Monday night game in Vegas. They should have won that, and Jordan Love didn't look very good, but I'm not going to put it all on Love. The Packers, you know, offensive line has not played to the level we expected, and I thought they were going to establish a power running game with, uh, you know, you get two stud backs, and it just hasn't happened for the Packers yet, but they've been so banged up with injuries on both sides of the ball. I think the bye week's going to do them a lot of good. So the Packers come out of the bye. They're facing one of the worst defenses we've seen in the NFL in years. Broncos right now allowing 440 yards and 33.3 points per game. I think the uh, the Packers have a far superior defense. I think they get their act together coming out of the bye, and uh, there's no way I would touch the Broncos at this point. Uh, Russell Wilson looks like a mess, and uh, yeah. I think the Packers minus one is a, a decent play. Love the show on Friday nights. How's the contest mm-hmm. going, and who's the leader? Kenny White and Scott Pritchard and Chris Piper, the same three, same three guys, right up there at the top. Very competitive, and uh, I will say that it was a rough week for a lot of people in the in the contest. But uh, Kenny White, Scott Pritchard, and uh, Piper have been uh, steady every week, uh, pretty much putting up winning records. Piper had a, a rough one this week, but uh, 
Uh, I got to give credit to Kenny White, his handicapping. And for those who don't know him, longtime Las Vegas odds maker and capper. He's had some really sharp plays in college football. And uh, he and Scott Pritchard uh, both had a strong week. And uh, I think Steve Fezzik said after week one, he was making Kenny White the favorite to win it. And uh, Kenny is not disappointed. He's been solid week after week. So we'll do that again Friday night, 6 to 9 p.m. Pacific. And uh, again, that's 16 handicappers with their top seven plays. And Derek Stevens putting $25,000 up for grabs. 20 seconds. Have you been to Zippy's Uh, yet? A little disappointed. The simple menu because the demand has been so high that they're going to a simple menu. Paul, I've had a lot of people ask me if I've been to Zippy's. I said, are you kidding me? It's a four to five hour wait to get in. No, I'll wait a month. There's no way I'm going out there. They've had traffic cops out there and they've had such a problem with uh, such long lines that no way I'm going to wait in line for, I wouldn't even wait in line for an hour. There's no yeah. chance. So I'll wait a month and I'll go. There's plenty of other good Hawaiian barbecue spots around town. All right. Advantage play. There you go. Good yeah. luck this week, Matt. Thank you. You bet. There you go. Matt Humans again, that show on Fridays, 9 cool. o'clock Eastern. It's awesome uh, to get that much information. You know, veteran handicappers, professional betters on the show as well. This is VEASAN's Follow the Money on the DraftKings Network. Plenty more coming up today, including Gojo, Dan Lebetard, and Ross Tucker here at VEASAN. Paulie and I work with the sharpest betting experts in the business. You can get all the analysis at VEASAN.com. This show, Follow the Money, has two more hours coming up at the top of the hour. And that's when we're going to get back into the Monday night game a little bit from last night. And some week seven numbers that have moved. Hint, more low-scoring games are expected in the NFL this week. We'll run down the numbers for you coming up on Follow the Money. It's Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. Get a daily email recapping all the best bets from every host and guest. Unlimited access to the VEASAN.com slash picks page. Sort by sport, matchup, date, and more. Check the leaderboard to view betting records, profit, and ROI and see who has the hot hand. Pro picks, betting splits, power ratings, dog videos. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. Sign up today for only $19 your first month at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. He's part of the Friday football contest here on VEASAN. The most interesting man in the world. We love Paul Stone at Paul Stone Sports on X and uh, go to his uh, website as well. And 3-0, 0-3, and then 2-1 last week. And time to go rapid fire with picks from Mr. Stone. How you doing, sir? Oh, man, great to be on with you guys uh, each Tuesday morning, my favorite favorite day of the week. You got it. All right, excellent, sir. Okay, so I watched a lot of the Tennessee-Texas uh, A&M game, and, and boy, it was rough for Milton. That, that punt return they had for a touchdown was enormous. I'm picking up what you're putting down here. Your thoughts on Alabama at home at the Tennessee Saturday, sir? Yes, the Alabama currently favored at home by eight and a half. It's ticked up to nine at some stores this morning. But I just really like, Paulie, how this game sets up uh, for Alabama on a number of fronts. You know, first of all, they're clearly getting better. Jalen Milrow, uh, he's developing. That's a big part of that. His last four games, uh, he's averaged 11.3 yards per pass attempt, six touchdowns against only two interceptions. Also, I think Nick Saban still got a good memory. And I think last year's 52-49 to 49 loss at Tennessee mm. uh, has certainly not been forgotten. I think it's been discussed uh, in Tuscaloosa this week. Uh, if you remember, Alabama led Tennessee 49-42 with about four minutes remaining. Uh, Tennessee driving, fourth down pass, intercepted by Kool-Aid McKinstry in the end zone, returns it uh, deep into Tennessee uh, territory. But a penalty, a questionable, to put it mildly, in my opinion, pass interference call against Malachi Moore. Tennessee goes on to win 52-49. Mm-hmm. Again, I think they've talked about that game. Only Tennessee's second road game of the year uh, going to Tuscaloosa this week. They lost it to Florida uh, there in Gainesville 29-16. Pretty easy victory uh, by Florida in that game. Tennessee this year, probably, in my opinion, they're just not the same team. I mean, you know, Joe Milton's been, you know, good, but he hadn't been great. He's not Hendon Hooker. They don't have the vertical threat like Jalen Hyatt. Their passing game downfield is just not the same. They run the ball 50, 
6% of their offensive plays. Alabama only giving up three yards per carry. I like the Tide minus eight and a half over Tennessee. Love it. All right, so you had Washington and Notre Dame last week. You are picking all these uh, monster marquee games every Saturday. We love it. Okay, Ohio State and Penn State. What do you think here? Well, you know, in my handicap of most games, I'm using pertinent uh, statistics, analytics, things of that sort, more of a mathematical approach. But in this game on Saturday between Penn State and Ohio State, I'm putting my mathematics textbook down, and I'm picking up my history textbook. I know y'all talked about it earlier with Matt. It's going to be talked about all week. But you just cannot overlook James Franklin's Mm -hmm. record in these big games. You know, against teams not named Ohio State or Michigan, he's been good. He's been really good. But since taking over in 2014, Franklin a combined 4-14 and straight up versus Ohio State and Michigan. 1-8 and eight versus Ohio State, 2-15 and 15 straight up against the top 10, 1-10 and 10 against top five teams. We could go on and on. Man. This season, and that's what we're talking about, Penn State's been impressive. But who have they played? Not really anyone to date. Schedule only ranked 77th uh, to this point by Jeff Sagren. Drew Aller, he started two games on the road thus far, both in the state of Illinois, uh, at Illinois, at Northwestern. So one could argue this is his first, you know, true road test of any note to date. If Aller, if he can't beat him in the passing game, it's going to come down to that running tandem of uh, Nicholas Singleton and Catron Allen. Really talented. Ohio State only giving up 3.2 yards per carry, though. Cal McCord getting better quarterback for Ohio State. I made this game six. I like Ohio State minus four over uh, Penn State. Let's follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Our guest, professional sports better Paul Stone. He's on Twitter, or X, uh, at Paul Stone Sports. Uh, one question here before we get to your last game of the day, Paul, and that has to do with Georgia. We have a guest coming up in about 30 minutes, Drew Butler, who used to play at Georgia. We're going to get his thoughts on the injury to Brock Bowers. But with the bye here, then they play Florida, of course, on a neutral. They get Missouri, Miss, uh, Mississippi, at Tennessee, and Georgia Tech. What does the Bowers injury mean overall to the offense and the team for the rest of the year if he can't come back? I mean, Brock Bowers, in my opinion, Mitch, he, he might have been the best player in America at the time of his injury. I mean, this guy's just a uh, – I don't know if you want to – you might be overusing you know, generational talent, but he's a tight end that the defense not only has to game plan for, but they have to you know, heavily account for his presence uh, on every play – he was coming off three straight 100-yard uh, receiving games uh, before he got injured last week against Vanderbilt. I think it's about a three-point reduction in their power ranking. Not only uh, you know, does it affect just Bowers' absence, it affects the quarterback, Carson Beck. Uh, I mean, he, he started to make positive strides. I believe much of that was due to his connection with Bowers. Uh, you know, that was kind of his go-to guy, kind of his security blanket. So they've got a those targets will go to other people, but I don't think they can replace that uh, production even with a collective effort. Hopefully he'll be back sooner rather than later, perhaps as soon as November 18th at Tennessee, but hopefully for sure uh, by the SEC championship game on December 2nd. Very good. Last play here. This job that Barry Odom's doing out here locally at UNLV is uh, – I think he's going to be in, in, he has to be in the running for national coach of the year if this continues to go well for the Rebels. Uh, coming off of a big win against Nevada last week, 45 27, now taking on Colorado State. Uh, what sticks out to you, Paul, in the market here, the point spread or the total? It's going to be the total, Mitch. We've got a posted total of 62. And when I handicap a total, you know, one of the critical components for me personally is trying to project the pace. You know, my First question uh, to be answered is how many offensive plays will there be? Of course, you know, that's an inexact science to say the least, but I've used a formula for many years. It projects 161 offensive plays in this game. Uh, with the rule change this year, games only averaging about 138 plays. Mm. So quite a few more you know, plays than average. Colorado State, they like to play up-tempo. They rank third nationally in passing play per, play percentage, throw it 67% of the time, sixth nationally in plays per second at 21.2 uh, seconds per play. 
they're kind of like the the old Loyola Marymount basketball teams. They really like to push the plays pace. They like to throw it all over the yard. UNLV, meanwhile, they don't defend the pass particularly well. They rank 125th in defensive yards uh, per pass attempt at 9.1 yards per attempt. But UNLV, they're the eight-point favorite here. They're going to score points. Their first-year offensive coordinator, Brennan Marion, also has been exceptional this year under Barry Odom. You take out the Michigan game where they were, you know, outclassed. In their other five games, UNLV has scored 40 points or more in all five of those games. I think the scoreboard's going to be ringing Saturday night at Allegiant Stadium. Take the over 62 in Colorado State, UNLV. Very good. I like it. Uh, again, he's on X at Paul Stone Sports. That's also the name of his podcast. You can get that wherever you get your podcast. Thanks, Paul. Best of luck this week. Same to you guys. Have a great weekend. Thank yep. you, sir. Excellent point, too, by Matt Humans half an hour ago that Penn State could be a public dog. I see that, too. Yeah. I'm excited for tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow morning, Mitch and Paulie's Pizzeria, Pizza Money Place. And if you have anything, Send us a tip, ftm at vcin.com. Send us your pizza money plays that you want featured. We'll put you on television, ftm at vcin.com or on Twitter at Mitch Moss Radio or at Paulie Howard with a Y. Looking forward to that tomorrow, and you are giddy. All the bets you've made recently from future standpoint. Well, I mean, I think I this week, I think in particular, it's a good time to hop in on a bunch of this stuff. Yeah. And clearly... uh with some of the stuff that you've landed on as well, telling us about the Oregon bet at 28-1 to with a path there for this team to possibly run the table. Um, they don't have a gauntlet remaining. Some tough games for sure, but they can do this. Oh, very good team. They just, you know, they should have won that game, and I would like them in the rematch, and yep. it's not... Right, things have changed, and there's things do change. Oh, no question. Suddenly, you love them against USC, and, yeah, right. and, it, and it doesn't look like... Cam Rising's coming back to Utah, so... By the way, good observation by catching those win totals as well. We're getting feedback um, on X that in Iowa, at DraftKings, they have North Carolina 10.5 over plus 105. Wow. That's that's a good bet. I just... I have a top five pick at quarterback and a first-round pick wide receiver on the team now. And I'm not playing... You know, I'm, no, Cle- they can, come on with Clemson. Now, it's a tough place to play, but that's okay. But I can lose the game. You can lose that game. But I yet. can lose a game. And NC State's a mess, and I'm going to have to take my chances and trust May and Walker and, and Mac Brown and Chiswick. Yeah. I just think that's a good bet of plus money, and, and there's several out there. I mean, there's, you know, the Oregon thing. Or Oregon, you would have to lose two, Oregon have to lose two more games for you to lose that. That's ticket. right. Think about that. Let's follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We'll get into some uh, updated Major League Baseball numbers. Uh, they are a, a total buzzsaw. Will it continue tonight? We'll kick it around next. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. 
Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Welcome in. We are live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino in 15 minutes. We'll recap last night's betting action with win some, lose some. And I'll tell you about a bet, uh, about a bet that I made yesterday in the NFL that's uh, available still this morning at 80 to 1. Here, college football, Drew Butler joins the program, former kicker at Georgia. And uh, now host of the Punt and Pass podcast. A lot going on with this university, obviously, uh, and their great tight end, Brock Bowers. Good morning, Drew. How are you today? Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. How are you? You bet. Uh, really well. Um, so what do you think this means overall? Bowers, the injury, the time frame. Do you think he's going to come back? There's so much here to get into, but just like from a week-to-week basis, what he means overall to the offense. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, obviously, Brock Bowers was such a huge part of Georgia's offensive identity. And when you saw him go down against Vanderbilt last week, slamming the ground, walking off gingerly, you thought, man, this is not good. Now, granted, Georgia's on their bye week. So you thought, hey, the timing could be right. But news broke yesterday, high ankle sprain. And I think it's fascinating that he's getting this tightrope procedure. This is the third Georgia player who's dealt with a high ankle sprain, who's getting a tightrope procedure. Amarius Mims, who's going to be a first round draft pick. Brock Bowers, obviously, in the same boat. And another tight end and lost and lucky. So the timetable is three to six weeks to get back from that procedure. And from what I'm hearing from sources close to the program is that Brock wants to try to get back. I mean, there's a lot of football left. If you look at a team like Georgia, who is full on planning to play 15 games this season and try to get their third straight national championship. So I guess that's probably up to the advice that he gets from the relationships around him. Obviously, Brock Bowers is a guy who has the opportunity to be a top 10 NFL draft pick, but Mm -hmm. for Georgia's offense, obviously the production that he had on the field through the first half of the season, 41 receptions, almost 600 yards receiving, four touchdowns, three straight games with more than 100 receiving yards. Yes, that will be missed. But I think Brock Bowers, the, the respect that he commands from defenses by simply being on the field is probably what George is going to miss the most because you have to account for where he is. You have to account for the motion that he's going through in pre-snap, whether he's split out, whether he's in the backfield. He is one of, if not the best players in college football. And I know offensive coordinator Mike Bobo is going to miss having him there because defenses simply won't have to respect where he is on the field. You played in the NFL. Your dad played in the NFL. What would you tell him if that was your kid? You know, it's tough. This is just a new day and age of college football with the transfer portal, with NIL. Obviously, things change drastically when you are a top 10 rated draft pick and you're one of the best players in the nation. Look at what Alabama did a year ago in the Sugar Bowl. Bryce Young and Will Anderson, two of the top three picks in the NFL draft, played in the Sugar Bowl, a game that was meaningless to Alabama. Alabama took out insurance policies for him, disability, loss of value, and they said, we're going to protect you as much as possible. If you want to play, you can come back and play and kind of mitigate some of that risk so I would just tell Brock you know you're a football player right like I I think that's getting lost in this new era of college football things happen when you play football but if you love the game and you feel healthy I think it's totally within his means to come back and try to really cement himself as one of the greatest players in Georgia football history of which he course he already is okay so their schedule this year was definitely I mean they can navigate this thing in their sleep almost and they were kind of sleepwalking through I think you you would probably even admit that for the first couple of weeks anyway this season I don't okay so you probably thought they were going to go undefeated with the remaining games I'm guessing is his injury significant enough to like impact a team where they could actually now lose without him you know, I think it's fascinating that this is coming at a time where the bye week is here. And Coach Kirby Smart always talks about what they try to do as a coaching staff during the bye week. They take into account what they've done the previous seven games, what went right, what went wrong, you know, forming the identity moving forward. I think you might see a mentality shift for Georgia. They kind of might go back to bully ball, run the ball a lot. They do have a lot of speed at the skill positions outside. And Carson Beck, he's been extremely efficient. I mean, you can talk about what he's done right and what he's done wrong, but I think he is fine 
finally commanded the respect of the coaching staff, of his teammates, to say, hey, if we need to spread it out, we can. But expect Georgia to kind of go back to trying to dominate the lines of scrimmage, slowing some games down. You know, Graham Mertz at Florida, he's playing at a very high level right now. They're going down to Jacksonville. Both teams coming off a bye. That's a game that Georgia might have not had their radars run totally up for. But without Brock Bowers, things are changing. And then you have Missouri at home. Ole Miss, which is, I think, Georgia's scariest game left on the schedule. That's at home. And then you go to Tennessee. So this is a four-game stretch without Brock Bowers. That's going to determine if Georgia not only wins another national championship, but if they even make it to the SEC championship game. If they even mm. make it there, okay, then call your shot here. Let's let's pretend that they finish eleven and one in the regular season. Where's which team are they going to lose to? You know, I would have to say that based on what we've seen from Georgia's defense so far, Ole Miss has the best chance to expose Georgia. I think Lane Kiffin, one, has a great history of going up against Kirby Smart. Jackson Dart is the type of mobile quarterback who Georgia has struggled with so far this season. And Quinshawn Junkins, yeah, he can get north to south, but you get a guy like him on the perimeter, that's where Georgia has shown their weakness, their perimeter defense, guys in space, stretching it left to right and then getting upfield. So I think Ole Miss, with the talent they have on offense, with the way they can attack you, that is the game that I truly think is going to be Georgia's biggest test left on this schedule. I know it's at home. I know Tennessee and Knoxville late in the season will have a lot of implications. And look, if Georgia were to lose to Ole Miss and Tennessee remains perfect heading into that game, that game in Knoxville is going to determine who goes to the SEC championship game out of the East. Is the door open for Alabama? I, I think so, guys. I mean, you know me. I, I, I'm not one to ever fade Alabama quickly. I've been saying it week after week on our podcast. Until they're not there, you simply have to give them the benefit of the doubt. And when you look at Jalen Milrow, he's a lightning rod for that fan base, and I think that's pretty obvious at this point. But last week, the most yards that Alabama gained all season long, he's sitting back in the pocket. Tommy Reese, the offensive coordinator, has given him the ability to really kind of stretch the field, which is where he looks most comfortable. I think Alabama's coming out of the West. I don't see them losing to LSU okay Mm -hmm. so if they're 11 and 1 they play Georgia in the SEC title game here and Georgia let's say Georgia runs at Hibbler 12 and 0 if Alabama wins that game what percent do you put on that team making the playoff 12 and 1 with an SEC title game Yeah, I mean, I think they're in. I don't know how you keep an SEC championship title game winner out of the college football playoff. And if Georgia is 12-0 heading into that game, could be the very same situation we saw in 2021. And keep in mind, that game, I think it's December 3rd, guys, December 2nd. Brock Bowers could be back. I mean, let's just put that out there. Brock Bowers could be back in that lineup. You saw George Pickens do it a couple of years ago when Georgia played Alabama in the SEC championship game and, of course, lost that game but ended up winning the national championship. So that could be the situation to where the SEC could potentially, depending on if the Pac-12 eats their own, which is very possible, the SEC could very well have two teams back in the college football playoff. I don't think you get in. I I think that's a little far-fetched that uh, Bama would get. They have one good win. And what if Texas wins the Big 12? How are you going to put Bama in over Tech? You, you want to well, talk they, about They beat an undefeated SEC team if Georgia's 12-0, as we're saying in this hypothetical. I think that's enough. And you would have to think the committee with Nick Saban and all that hoopla that's going to be going on with the last time we have four teams in the college football playoff. I just don't see how the committee would leave Alabama out of that scenario. Now, you did make the Pac-12 uh, point. About okay, because yeah. to me, if you look at those schedules. I mean, that's a yeah. serious gauntlet for all those oh, yeah. teams. It is. I'm Certainly. worried that they're going to eat their own. But you got six teams ranked, and uh, it was as high as eight. So if someone can that's survive right. that, where are you at with Florida State? Then how, how about an undefeated Florida State? I really like Florida State. I mean, you look at what Jordan Travis and Trey Benson and that offense have been doing. And, you know, a lot of people were kind of looking at that Syracuse game last week. Hey, is this one where Florida State could kind of get caught looking ahead? Maybe they're lulled into sleep, a noon kickoff. And Mike Norvell is really showing his chops as a guy that can put together a game plan and allow his players to execute. I think Florida State's going to come out of the ACC. I I love the way they're playing football right now. And if they are undefeated out of the ACC, the ACC champions, I don't see how you leave Florida State out. That could be a really interesting storyline as well heading to the end of the season. No doubt. Best conference in college football is which one? You'd have to go Pac-12 at this moment. I mean, the quarterback play has been phenomenal. Uh, That game last weekend, Washington, Oregon, Mitch, I know you were there, looked amazing. Still can't believe my guy Dan Lanning didn't take the points on the road there. But he's an aggressive coach, you know, and and he wanted to prove a point, and that came back to bite him. I'm just so worried that the Pac-12 is going to beat each other up too bad they might not have a team in the college football playoff. So that that would be such a typical way for the Pac-12 to go out. 
in their final season. Um, who who can who's live right now? Because Penix is odds on to win the Heisman, and we were talking about this before you popped on. Bowers had some steam here potentially, yeah. but now you got to rule him out. Uh, we I said the two guys from Michigan might still be live yesterday. McCarthy, I don't know if they give it to a running back, probably not. But who else would be live right now, in your opinion? Yeah, that's a great that's a great question. I mean, Bo Nix, he played great last week. And yeah, I know he lost to Michael Penix in that game, but he's got a good number up there right now as well. Drake May. I mean, if North Carolina stays perfect also and they, they find a way to win the ACC championship and he puts up some gaudy numbers towards the end of the season, you'd have to think the Caleb Williams experience is probably done as far as back to back Heisman Trophy winners goes. But Dylan Gabriel, I mean, Oklahoma, they've been so good yep. against the spread this season. Uh, that's a team right there that has kind of found their identity to where they can seriously shake some things up as well. And if he beats Texas twice, watch out. That could be big time for him to hoist that trophy. Yeah, And they have they can navigate the rest of their schedule, too. Like they oh, can yeah. potentially no do this right run the table. And how you how would you ignore a guy like that, especially with another win over Texas? Under that scenario, uh, his podcast is called the Punt and Pass Podcast. Former Georgia punter and played in the NFL as well. Drew Butler here on the show. Great stuff today, Drew. Thanks for the time. Yeah, thank you guys. Have a great week. Yep, be good. So he thinks Ole Miss would be like the landmine there for Georgia at home. Kiffin's done right. well. Offense could give them problems if they have a loss. To mm-hmm. me, I mean, that's you want to talk about brand name bias. I mean, Texas has their own network. So if they run the table and they have that win over Alabama on the road and were very impressive, that was you know the Florida State angle too. Well, and I know this. The Big 12, they're only getting one. The max they oh, can get yeah, in is one. Yeah, yeah. You can now make that no. conference is not good this year. No. And plus there's not much on Oklahoma's resume. No, that's correct. Yeah. But that, that's the back to the Pac-12, and Drew's right. What, they go 19-2 and two non-conference? Mm-hmm. One of the losses, Arizona, double overtime at Miss State? Uh-huh. I mean, you know, Utah, third, four-string quarterback, no problem. Beat Florida. What they did to everyone in the non-conference. I'll tell you what, I mean, Washington com- State burying Wisconsin. The list goes on and on. It completely opens up if the Pac-12 cannibalizes each other and they all have two yeah. losses. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't uh, see it though. We'll recap last night's betting action with win some, lose some next year, and follow the money. It's Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you.